right. Hello. Hey. Welcome to the Woodman Worship Podcast April edition. Happy spring, which in Colorado is just longer <laughs> winter. <laughs> Too and much wind. Lo- I've said on this podcast before, wind is the scariest weather to me. Snow, well, I wasn't going to say scary. I'm mostly just annoyed. Yeah, I mean... But you're scared. I'm scared of the wind. Okay. <laughs> well, like trees falling on the house. Yeah. Like all my furniture on the deck. Yeah. Blown away. Especially that windstorm last year. And yeah, kinda... and you're sleeping at night and you just hear like whistling outside your window all night. You don't know if it's a person <laughs> or nature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people whistling outside of people's bedrooms That's been these days. our meteorology talk for the week. Um, <laughs> it's uh, April. I don't know when you're listening to this, but Easter is two weeks, less than two weeks oh away. Oh my goodness. As of recording this, we're excited about those services. I think we talked about it a little last month, but... Um, he is risen. He is risen, indeed. Playing all the hits this year. The theme of this year's Easter for worship is play the hits. Mm. So, I think that'll be fun. Um, yeah, Good Friday too. One of my favorite services. What else is happening in May? We've got a ministry partner appreciation weekend. Heyo. I. General, I can tell you generally what happens on those weekends. I don't have the specifics for you currently. It's still kind of far away while we're recording this. So give us a break on the details. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But we're going to appreciate point. the heck I, out of you. Yeah. I, I'm sure when you heard me announce that just 30 seconds ago, you were furious that there were not no more details. <laughs> <laughs> Yelling in your car. The point, the point is, we appreciate you all so yes. much. The we're going to appreciate the generally heck out of you there have been weekend. gifts. There will be gifts. We... And yes. we are going to keep that a surprise of what yes. it is. But make sure you stop down in the multi-purpose room at Rock Rimmon or whatever location at the other Various other public spaces. Yeah. The details. Yeah. 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 Because we don't, we don't know. Seriously, guys. Seriously. We're so grateful for all of you who serve on our worship and tech team. Uh, we could not do the weekends without you. Um and just just the other week, one of my friends was sharing how she came into service late, uh, having a really rough week, and she just sat through worship and just cried. But she goes, what you guys do is so important because it just gives a space for people to come in and meet with God and be reminded of his truth. And that is a powerful thing. So thank you all so much for all the ways that you serve in it's a um, long weekend away from your family yeah we appreciate it but but people are meeting with the lord the lord's being worshiped by his church and it's awesome it's a powerful thing may may 12th we have a keys workshop also yes which is going to be even we're going to appreciate all the keys players that's before. right yeah with chick-fil-a probably yeah probably chick-fil-a yeah that's good and if you're not a keys player but Maybe are interested in it yeah just let us Maybe know. Let yeah, your worship leader know. You're welcome to come. Just let us know. I love going to these as a worship leader, just learning about the different instruments and learning. I learned so much at the bass workshop about the role of the bass on the team, about different ways that they can play uh, powerfully in a song, but also really like melodically and tenderly in quiet moments. So it was awesome. Yeah. So you guys should come if you're interested. Gosh. It's just... When someone is really, really good at their instrument, it doesn't matter who you are. It's inspiring. Mm-hmm. So, But also, like electric players, you and the keys players work together yeah. a lot. So it's coming true. to a keys workshop 
is going to be very beneficial to you. Very beneficial. For example. For example. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Eddie Hoagland coming in to do that. Uh, was Eddie, it? yes, I will. Hoagland wrote, yes, I will. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bano now, now, now. Yeah, play that all the time. Not really a key. Is there? Is that a keys line or just electric? a lot of keys in that song? Okay. Yeah. He's a keys player. He's a key, he plays. But, he actually plays a lot of different things. But he, yeah, he's a producer and songwriter, and uh, was with Vertical Worship for for a long time, like five albums. Yeah, I think he said. Uh, and now he's at New Life, right here in town, which is sweet. So he's going to come hang out and do a workshop with us. Yep. And we are starting to post previous workshops on our on YouTube and on our Woodman Worship Ministry Partners Facebook group. Right. So check. Those we want to have a central place. On a website, at some point, to find all these. But right now, they're around, and you can ask worship staff for them. Yeah, exciting. Um, and I think we mentioned last month, but weekend after Easter, new song debuting uh, "Same God" by Elevation yeah. Worship, which is uh, yeah, cool song, unique language. We don't we don't really have um, calling to mind previous characters in the Bible and stories that we're familiar with, and how God is just as faithful to them as he is to us. So, excited about that song. Speaking of songs, let's transition into the What We're Listening To segment of the pod. Shout out to Dale. Shout out Dale. On the ones and twos. Shout out. Is that a thing? Is that that an expression? The ones and twos? Yeah. Yeah. That's from the Relevant Podcast. Relevant Podcast, that's right. Um, I... Don't really have a new song because. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what a great I, segment! I haven't loved particularly anything that's recently come out, but I have. Here's what I have loved: I've loved some acoustic versions of songs that I've heard recently. One being Phil Wickham's new acoustic album, "Hymn of Heaven," like acoustic-ish, acoustic-ish. Yeah, um, but he has a very interesting, unique take on "Battle Belongs." He really stripped it back and changed the vibe. So love that. Here's a clip. Another song I love, um, I really that I really think is only on YouTube, um, and again, depending on when you're listening to this sneak preview, uh, playing on Good Friday, is Brandon Lake's song "Gratitude." Except the acoustic version he wrote for the Chosen CV series. If you look on YouTube, "Gratitude Chosen Version," um, I think that 
song acoustically is that a word is very good yeah. um and then i think we talked about it you can correct me if i'm wrong but it's not it's not really true acoustic but it is vibey and stripped is amanda cook's new song while we wait mm. um which i joked with someone that i think they just heard Wood- woodman worships god who speaks and then decided to write something similar mm. which is yep. probably what happened yes definitely <laughs> what happened shout out to my girl amanda yeah. Yes. Thanks, Thanks, for, Thanks listening for listening to God Who Speaks. Yeah. 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 Amanda Cook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, speaking of Amanda, I and I, as I was listening to it, I was on Spotify. Um, her album, I think it was in 2015, Brave New World, is one of my. It may be a top five worship, maybe top ten mm. worship album for me. Really? With pieces and uh, mercy and closer. I just love that album. So nice. if you want to throw back listen to that yeah, that's it for me uh last week or a couple weeks ago new life worship put out an album over it all our friends up up by 25 jared henderson played drums on the whole thing who did our drums workshop eddie hoagland produced it played some electric on it and it's a great collection of songs i've really been they put it out as a single but i think my favorite song in the album is awaken the anthem mm. cool like i'd agree Cool, like, I want to call it like a gospel song musically, but it's like gospel adjacent. Mm. And that's, uh, that's, <laughs> and that's a, a good, real thing. That's a good vibe. The cadence of the melody is just so fun. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So maybe we can play a clip of that. You are great, greater than the struggle. Dale. They also had a song on that album, Our God is Overall, which is a really nice song, but it has Massive. the the melody in the beginning is the same as the hook in God Who Speaks. So I think a mm. lot of people <laughs> have been listening to God Who Speaks <laughs> mm-hmm. recently. Actually, You're they right. put that out before we put ours out, but oh. that's all right. But we wrote it first. If you have any inquiries to that, <laughs> please speak with our legal counsel. <laughs> No, but I really, I think they did a great job with that album. Um, Really been enjoying it. One other song that just came out, um, Trinity Song by Worship Initiative. Oh, yeah. Um, That's awesome. It's really cool. It's very simple. Um, They didn't write it. Classic Worship Initiative. Shut it. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Who wrote it? But I do like their version a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sandra McCracken and All Sons and Daughters. (gasps) Came out in like 2017. Sandra. Sons and Daughters when they were still together 2016 is wow. when that song came out really six years ago no way but i think i like worship initiatives better yeah yeah no oh i i really enjoy it it's like really um wonderful hymn-like theology with like a soaking vibe to it which is an interesting combination for a worship song it's been i've been really enjoying it i was trying to think of the term it's not a round but where the oh yeah where two parts are sung over like row 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 like, your boat 
No. Kind of. It's, it was it's kind like of that, like that, but it's not. It's not that. They're like yeah. sing, it's like singing two different choruses at the same time. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a clip. That is what we've been listening to. And now uh, we have an exciting segment for you uh, on lighting at Woodman and lighting for worship. So take a listen and enjoy this. All right. Joining us now on uh, the pod. We still have Carson. He's still here. Hi. He hasn't left. Um, we got... Uh, Mr. Andrew Foltz. Hello. The face of heights, one might say. Yes. <laughs> and one, one might say. I don't think you confirmed that. I don't think. <laughs> there was no yes, hesitation. Yes, people do say. There was no hesitation. You are the face of heights. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And joining us for the first time ever, right? Yeah. Mr. Terry Taylor from the Monument Campus. The One might say the face of Monument also. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yes. That's what I say. <laughs> Any, if you have any complaints about the monument building delays, that's terry.taylor at woodmanvalley.org. <laughs> um, anyway, Terry, let's do a quick icebreaker before we uh, get into the lighting talk. It's Masters Week. Yes. Is Tiger Woods going to make the cut? Yeah, great question. Everybody yes. is anticipating whether Tiger can actually walk the entire course. Which is wild that he can hit a golf ball 300 yards, but can't walk the course. Yes. Right? So, I I suspect yes. Wow. He'll do it. Why why don't they use carts in major tournaments like that? That's a good question. It's cheating. Is it? (laughs) Actually? Part of the game is to walk the course. Sounds awful. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'll stick to top golf. (laughs) (laughs) But But the... Walk but their caddy the carries case all. I walk is to the bathroom. <laughs> the caddy carries all the golf clubs. Caddy carries the clubs. So they're just yes. on a nice little and does hike. all the math and the hard work. Right. Yes. Right. Shout out to all you caddies out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're here to talk about um, something that doesn't get talked about a lot, um, I think, and that is the role of lighting in the weekend service and graphics and visuals. And for me, you know, coming into into this team probably five-ish years ago. It, I'll be honest, I'd never... I've been on worship teams, you know, since I was in high school, but I'd really never thought, given a thought, to lighting and what was involved in that and the intentionality and thought that goes into it. And so it's been a bit of a journey for me over the last few years thinking about that and, and Terry and Wes um, helping me think through a lot of things. And now it's like honestly one of the first things I think about or look at when I walk into a church or even like a concert or something, you know, what's, they have an LED wall, what's the what kind of movers are we looking at, what's on the floor, what's on the ceiling, you know, things like that. It's still probably very basic. But, um, and yeah, and so I've appreciated um, how much work and effort they put into 
programming and thinking through these things and and ultimately i would say it would mean like if you're not really noticing the lighting in a way we're kind of doing our job and that we're trying to add um we're trying to add to the dynamics and the energy and the journey of the worship service um without it being a distraction uh, but we're trying to do that well and so excited for this conversation with these guys um no andrew's kind of you know, just starting recently, kind of got thrown into this. I don't know how much you've thought about lighting before, um, but yeah, this should be fun. My first question for, is for you, Terry. What compels one or what, um, how does one become interested in uh, in the world of lighting? Was there a moment growing up um, that got you interested or got you hooked into it and has gotten you, or yeah, and how have you ended up where you are? Yeah. So yeah, I think it's um, it's not uncommon for most of us in our culture to you know start going to concerts, doing things like that. Because mostly, I think the interest starts for me. It started more with music. Mm. You know, I was just very interested in music and listening to music and what all that entailed. You know, um, and so when you get on when you go to a concert and and you see um, the lighting and it's working with the music. Uh, in a way that just feels very um, cohesive and intentional. It's just a fantastic mm-hmm. um, kind of combination. And it adds an element that if you've just been listening to music, when you actually go and see something live like that, you know, it, it just, it's so inspiring. Yeah. I mean, for me, when I was very young, going to these going to concerts like that, I'd walk away and, you know, you'd walk around kind of buzzed for a week yeah. because it was just so awesome. Can you remember a specific concert? Oh, my, the first concert I went to actually was uh, Joe Walsh and REO Speedwagon. Nice. Absolutely. At the, <laughs> and this was, this was downtown Colorado Springs. I remember the ticket. That pretty much shapes all of Woodman's lighting philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> this is, and this is in, in a time when, you know, there was, wasn't much lighting at all. Yeah. You know, and the smoke was uh, naturally created. so um those and i remember the ticket was like four dollars and fifty cents wow and yeah i was 13 or 14 years old burger for that i know right so um that was that was the start of being inspired and it was starting with through the music you know um so it's always been associated in my mind lighting Mm -hmm. and music um going together in that way um, and then obviously, uh, many people may not know this, but Terry is a monster bass player. Um, but due to his role in the booth, doesn't often get up on stage, but, um, how can you just briefly talk a little bit about how, how you ended up here at Woodman yeah. doing what you do? You spent some time at new life, but like what, what did it look like to take that step from like, you know, I noticed the lighting at shows and. Is captivating to I actually want to do that yeah. and learn about it. Yeah, um, for me, probably a little bit unique because it wasn't necessarily something I was pursuing. Um, I had some good friends in the church who brought me in. Um, I was playing on the worship team, but I was also asked to do the technical side of things. And uh, honestly, in my prayer life, I would uh, I would ask God what do you want me to hmm. do? Which direction would you like me to go? And felt very much like when it came to music, I felt God kind of say, 
take a seat in the back, wait to be invited forward. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And so, but through that process was also being asked to step more into technical roles and never, and quite honestly, full transparency here, um, not feeling super compelled to be involved in the tech side of things, Mm. but being led to kind of walk that out. And so as doors opened and as things happened, um, you know, uh, started pursuing tech more and, and started to see the benefit and the, uh, the cool things that do go on in tech world and how it does um, translate as part of worship. So um, started just really getting into that. And once lighting kind of opened up uh, at New Life, I jumped in with both feet and just, you know, really loved it, really found a passion uh, to pursue um, that particular area. So that that was the beginning of it all, um, if that makes yeah, sense. No, super. And how did you get to Woodman? So after almost 10 years at New Life, um, left Woodman, went back to the secular world, started working for audio video lighting companies here in town, um, did a lot of church installs, you know, uh, during that time. And so, um, got to know a little bit more about all of that. Those companies that I worked for, one of them shut down and another one moved operations, um, down to Las Vegas. And I did not want to go to Las Vegas. (laughs) And it was another God moment where, um, a good buddy of mine, shout out to John Tabor, Zebra Productions. Zebra Productions. Um, he, uh, he, I was talking to him one day and he just happened to mention, you know, uh, I think Woodman might be looking for a lighting guy. And so I had known Mark, uh, cause he had been to new life, uh, Mark Shrimplin, shout out to Mark Shrimplin. <laughs> he, <laughs> he had, uh, you know, he and I had connected a few times over the years while I was at new life. And, um, so I called him. And he said, wow, your timing is just amazing. I just came out of a meeting um, where we were discussing hiring a full-time lighting guy. And so, you know, 17 interviews later. (laughs) uh, (laughs) How long ago was this? When did you start? 10 years. 10 years? Yeah. So that's how I ended up at Women. Really cool. Um, For both of you guys, maybe we start with with Andrew. Um, since you're again kind of gotten thrown into this recently, yeah. Um, as you 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 both program stuff for the weekends and are thinking through the songs and the flow and the worship service and how lighting and our you know, visuals and uh, even like we got TVs at Rockerman and we got LED strips at at Heights. Um, what what are sense in the flu- schools that fluorescence at Bear Creek and Vanguard? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of different spaces here. Yeah, you can turn them on yeah. and off. That's right. Um, <laughs> um, what are you thinking through? What is kind of your process when it comes to programming and thinking about how um, the lighting can help add to kind of the worship experience um, in the service? Yeah. Uh, something Terry just said actually hit me uh, just with like you feeling called into into tech world you said take a seat in the back and wait to be invited forward 
and something else I've been thinking about in in larger terms than just electric guitar when Matt Pedesla was here, something that he said um, was always be aware of your dynamic threshold in every situation that you're in. And so both of those on as a worship leader, but also tech, audio, lighting, whatever. Um, I think for me, and we, we're, in a, we're in a bit of a different circumstance, I think at Heights and other campuses as well, where I think Heights about 50 to 40 to 50% of the time we're programming out the lighting and it's being automated and controlled by ProPresenter. Um, so that, that limits us for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, at least in the, in the times that I've been able to program and operate on a weekend, that's kind of been my philosophy is like, take a seat in the back, um, and wait, wait for the moment to kind of invite mm. you mm. into, into something else, into a new look, into movement, into, um, color change or whatever it might be. Cause I think, I think a lot of times, um, I think one of you said it already, we're kind of doing our job if, if you're not noticing it. Um, but if you, if you notice it before the song moves you to that point, then yeah. it, it's, it's kind of jumped the gun a little bit. Um, so, so yeah, I think, I think that's a, that's a cool thing um, to think about just to kind of wait, yeah. wait and be invited into that moment, into that movement of the song. It's always a challenge to, uh, when you first get into lighting and uh, you see all that lighting can do, there's a part of you that wants to be Trans Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, and it's exciting once you get, once you get yeah. like once you once you see what you're capable of. Yes. it's yeah. super exciting. So then, <laughs> determining, wait a minute, you know, take a step back, look yeah. at look at the overall, like you were discussing earlier, the the overarching, mm-hmm. you know, theme of what we're trying to do here, and you do have to step back and be patient, and and just like in playing bass, just like in playing guitar, you have to pick your moments, mm-hmm. um, find the spots where it makes sense to, you know, add a little something or uh, even take something away in order to kind of enhance that moment. So I think patience, especially as a new uh, beginning yeah. lighting person, is is really key and important. Yeah. Depending on their personality, because you sure. get you get different personalities coming in. One person could be very confident and they want to do Trans-Siberian Orchestra right away. Yes. And you have to rein them in right. a little bit and br- bring them back and... You know, and others um, are very t- can be very tentative mm-hmm. and very uh, very overly cautious, mm-hmm. and you have to kind of push them into uh, doing being a little bit more bold, right? That sort of thing, yeah. And yeah, and, and it's tricky because different churches have different styles. I mean, right. like Angie was saying, like with us, like we sometimes you don't want to wait for the moment and maybe let the music or the lyrical content of the song kind of drive. How, drive lighting and drive what's next, whereas other churches are using lights kind of as the as the forerunner. Yeah. Like, we're going to set the tone early with the visuals and let things follow after that. And so, not that one is right or one is wrong, but at Woodman, that's kind of how we've, our culture and, and knowing our congregation, that's kind of what we've, we've settled into. Um, Andrew mentioned a lot of times um, recently we've had ProPresenter kind of running or cues from pro presenter or running kind of lighting changes. And that is not because we don't want ministry partners to serve with us is because we would love more ministry partners to serve in lighting. And so on that note, um, yeah, what are, 
what are thing what 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 qualities make for a good kind of ministry partner in in lighting? You talked about patience and, and maybe knowing the songs, but are there other things, you know, technically or um, personality or anything that would that would make someone a, a good lighting operator in a service? Yeah, I think uh, someone who's just really willing to learn and has the patience to um, develop in that area because it does take some time. Mm-hmm. It's not something you just sit down on and instantly get. Right. It takes it takes a little bit of, uh, of effort to show up and, and, and keep doing it again and again and again and and discovering new things and it that you know it it is a discovery process. Sure. You you learn a lot of new things over time but it uh it's not for for a lot of people I think like color becomes is very natural and very easy for most mm-hmm. people. They step in and start co- programming color combinations and they look great. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, that's great, terrific. Go with that. You know, you don't have to do a lot of coaching in that. That seems pretty natural for a lot of people. Um, I think where the training can come in is like in the techniques of, okay, where is it, where do you want to have a little movement? Where do you want to have some lights, you know, doing a little bit more than just static looks? Um, uh, so, and, and that can become very subjective, but I think, uh, the way we lay things out and the way we try to do things, it keeps things pretty simple. We don't, we don't overly, uh, we don't try to overcomplicate it. We try very much to serve the song as we like to say, and, um, and, and do things in a way that are, um, really effective, but not so demonstrative that they, that it stands out on its own. And so those are things that, you know, it takes experimenting and trying some different things and, and failing and finding where those areas, you know, what things work and what things, um, can be improved upon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, I think one other thing, too is is a ministry partner that kind of stands out in my mind is somebody who's willing to kind of catch that vision that we feel like the Lord's leading us to to like have the song kind of lead the moment and the lights follow I mean if if somebody comes from that opposite background like like you said not either one isn't the correct biblical way to do it i guess there's not a verse that says this is how you operate lights in a worship service yeah Yeah. um but if if somebody does come in programming the opposite way where they're trying to lead the moment it's it's not gonna feel cohesive to what like to the rest of the service to the rest of the ministry that the lord's called us to do so i think i think also somebody who's like willing to kind of flex to that to that uh vision that Woodman's kind of adopted and felt the Lord call us to is helpful too. Yeah, that's good. So all that being said, if you are listening to this, you're like, that sounds interesting. Once again, that's Terry Dot Taylor at Woodman Valley. <laughs> we'll gladly take you. We have a new monument yeah. building opening up too. Yes. And someday. someday. <laughs> and the lighting there's gonna be awesome. And the lighting is gonna be incredible. Some of the best gear at our church is gonna be in that room. Okay. Here's a fun one. Um, Terry, thinking back over your 10 years, do you have favorite projects or sets or looks or holidays or worship night moments or filmings recently? Um, what's something? Why was it Scrooge? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't um, Scrooge? No, it was before my time. Uh, oh. Okay. Um, yeah, but something you really remember over your time here as being really enjoyable or that turned out really well or yeah, just some of your favorite looks. Yeah. 
So, I mean, the worship nights are always, always awesome. Um, we do get a chance, I think, on those nights to kind of um, cut loose a little bit more, you know, uh, with the lighting. Because a lot of times, uh, I mean, Woodsman's, um the way we we like to do lighting on the in on the weekends is is a little more reserved in the sense that we're not lighting the audience we're not over strobing and doing uh, a lot of things like that it's a little more um it's a little more laid back a little more chill which i think matches a lot of the the music that we do but on the worship nights we tend to you know we may do more uh, songs that might be a featured kind of a, a thing. And so we can cut loose a little bit more with the lighting and we, uh, and so those nights are always a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think, I don't know, in the moments, um, I think there are just moments now and then where if, if the lighting and the music and everything kind of comes together and that, Oh wow, this was just, awesome and it feels like it's beyond just us doing it it feels like the holy spirit is mm-hmm. really dropping in mm-hmm. and like people are really connecting and there's just that and and you know you hit the cues at the right time and you know things are just fire you're just firing it all on all cylinders it's just it just feels like those moments and and they're you know they don't happen all the time but when those moments happen that's that's when you really get that sense of oh wow this yeah. is just fantastic so good to be a part of it, you know. Okay, I've got one more to wrap up. Oh, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you for your. Fa- I know you have one. Your favorite look. The the big white sheet. You like the big white sheet? I like the big white sheet too. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I also thought Christmas this year was fun with the star curtain. Oh yeah, that was yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I was gonna ask. There's a lot of light lyrics in songs, <laughs> and I get excited for you. <laughs> and I guess my question is. Like when God of Revival says, the darkest night, you can light it up. Do you get as excited for that lyric <laughs> yeah, as I get for you? <laughs> that's funny because, you know, I have, I think my philosophy on that is to not take it too literally. Yeah. Not take it too. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's huge. Carson, just fine. Carson, Carson. Is, is about to leave the room now. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> my lighting philosophy makes no sense. <laughs> Um, I just thought of, of one question um, that I actually probably get five or six times a year. You all probably get too. And I know the answer to it, but I want you to explain it to everyone. It's not one, it's not called smoke in service. Right. It's not called fog. Right. It's called haze. It's called haze. Two, it poses no risk to your health. Correct. But the question is why do we use it? Yeah, great. It's a great question it, because it, it it so enhances the lighting. You mm-hmm. can see the light beams in the air, and that is in itself is just just creates an element, an artistic element. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, is just awesome to look at. Um, and, and if you if it feels like it's just um, and it's hard, it's not always easy to achieve. But it feels like when the room is hazed well. It's not like you feel like you're sitting in smoke. It's right. just that you see the light beams, and it's a very fine mist yeah. that uh, uh, just helps you helps create that overall look, and it adds a hugeness and a bigness to the stage um, that is just really awesome without it. With anything that we just talked about, there's yeah. ways to underdo it, yes, and right. there's always ways to overdo it, yeah, 
above and beyond. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, just like using it, using it as an artistic piece to kind of elevate it just a little bit to where, right. to where it's, it's serving the purpose as, it's, yeah. as it should be. Yeah. 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 It's good. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our time. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, Andrew. For Terry's first time in the podcast, he did an incredible job. Amazing. We'll have him, we're going to probably have him Thanks, back Terry. week after week I, now. I am, he, a, he I am a long-time listener. <laughs> <laughs> it's, great. it's great to meet a fan. Yeah. Join us for next episode where we ask Terry about the different types of leather pants he wore in his band in the 80s. In the 80s. Wow. <laughs> Are there different types of leather pants? Did you have multiple leather pants? I had one. Oh, just one. Yeah, okay. I had one. Pair. Multiple uses? Yeah. <laughs> Every night? Every night. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully you learned something. Hopefully someone might be interested in lighting and may yeah. want to serve on the team. That would be amazing. We'd love to talk to you and help you um, get connected there. But... Anyway, that's it for this month's episode. Thanks so much for joining, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. See you. Bye.